0: Hi there, you are listening to another episode of Connecting the Dots, the podcast that explores creativity, artistry, motherhood, and how all of these areas of our lives have so much crossover and so many transferable skills that we can think more deeply about connection to ourselves and our people in them and how we can apply what we know to better serve our people and our work. My name is Cassie Hubert, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today, and I look forward to chatting. So, today's episode is titled, What are you working on right now? Now, that question can be one that completely strikes fear into the heart of an artist who is currently not in an obvious project. I know I have felt it often. People say, oh, you're an actor. That's great. Have you been in anything I would have seen? And usually, for me anyway, the answer is no. Um, and then also it's, well, what were you working on right now? And the truth is, the season that I'm in at the moment, I'm fully mothering and I get to do little bits of project here and there. But you can suddenly feel flummoxed because I can't say I'm in the West End doing XYZ at the moment, would like to be at some point. And I can't say I'm working on the new Mike Lee film because that would be fantastic, but no, I'm not doing that either. And so you can start to go, huh, and then it's like, if somebody asks you what you're doing, well, what are you doing then? It's trying to find a succinct sentence that expresses what is going on in your life. And that can be so difficult, you start to feel like maybe you're not doing anything. Maybe what you are doing is completely useless and inadequate. And why would you call yourself an actor in the first place? Or for actor, read artist, performer, singer, whatever. Maybe you are in a season where you're working loads. And even then, that can be really exciting. You're like, I want to tell you what I'm in. And people sometimes are really impressed. And then if you're anything like me, there's a little bit of satisfaction that's like, yeah, I've impressed you. You clearly like me. I'm a valuable person. And this is where your issues spiral. So (laughs) careful, because that's not helpful either. Now, we can do that a little bit with our mothering as well. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's the the other mum culture. Sometimes it's really innocuous and it's just us being interested in each other. But I think it's so important that we keep it there rather than a, oh, what are you working on right now? I'm getting little Johnny to do his times tables backwards, standing on his head underneath a table whilst also polishing the silver. You know, I don't actually know anyone who's doing that. And if you are, there's a kind of seriously impressive, weird thing to get your kid to do. Maybe stop. But um, <laughs> you can feel like, well, what am I working on with my kids? (laughs) And there's that weird tumbleweedy kind of silence that just makes you feel rubbish. Or maybe that's just me, but I suspect I'm not the only person feeling like this sometimes. We home educate our kids and this does work for us. We unschool and so there's a lot of following the lead. Now, my middle two, because of their additional needs, it's not quite so obvious how they're learning and my youngest is learning to throw like a genius monster of doom because boy does that kid have a throw on him which is difficult when it's a fork across the table that he's managed to grab because we didn't have it slightly out of reach enough but um, but my eldest is also bright as a button and you know if you ask her what she's listening to books wise at any given moment she'll tell you and equally you'll probably have to stop her from telling you everything that has happened on Horrible Histories because wow she can retain it but when you say well what can you read or can you do this maths thing or what are you studying right now? The truth is she's doing it. It's just not all happening in an obvious linear way. And because we're not following a curriculum as such, which is also totally legal, totally fine to do and works by the way. Um, But because we're not following anything as obvious as that, it's not like I can say to somebody, hi, here is a very easy presentable expression of what my child is learning. And again, Even that doesn't make any sense because it's like, what is she learning? Well, I know what she's learning by the conversations we have, by the facts she wants to lay at my feet, and by her understanding and connection to the world in the way she inhabits it, the way she understands herself, the way she can express herself, and also the way she is with people. But you can't quantify compassion and empathy very easily. You can only see it in action when you're alongside it. Which leads me on to my point that. Firstly, you don't need to feel the pressure of answering that question. Firstly, you don't actually have to answer that question, but should you want to, you don't need to prove yourself to anybody else. You don't need to express what you're doing in a way that feels like it presents a neat and tidy answer. Yeah, you know, learning how to not waffle for the length of a Bible. I put my hand up here, Cassie. Absolutely, learn that yourself. Is definitely a useful skill, but feeling like you have to answer and, and, show your workings isn't the same as in a maths test when they like to see your workings so they figure out how you got the weird answer and realize that you were nearly there rather than miles away if someone really wants to know your workings they can come in and be alongside you and do life with you and the people who really care about you and do life around you will get it because from the outside we can have an idea of what a particular lifestyle looks like and that's the same for artists and artistry you know I remember seeing, because I I really got into Downton Abbey and there were a lot of, I like the fan stuff. I get excited about going, hey, they're doing well. I like their work. What are they saying? Everyone wants to talk to them. And they were saying they always feel like actors, you have seen we own like eight houses. I don't own a house. And one of them was like, I managed, but it's on a mortgage. You know, you kind of go, the idea that because you're on the television, you must be extremely wealthy is sadly not true. But. So somebody's perspective and idea of what you do might be vastly different from what you actually do. And they might not be as impressed, but their opinion doesn't necessarily matter because they don't know your field like you do. In the same way, other people don't know your kids like you do. And the more time you give to them, the more connection you build with them. It's actually a lot less quantifiable to an outside eye unless that outside eye lingers long enough to really see it and in the short term it's really hard to see but in the long term that's where you see the results of the work now a career is a bit like that you know maybe you are transported from one job to the next job to the next job and you're never out of work and you make Progressively more money, and get progressively more well known, and get more opportunities, and then you eventually die at a grand old age, having never stopped working. But I know very few actors whose lives have worked like that. They are the rare exception rather than the general. And so I remember being deeply reassured by meeting up with someone who I I'd worked with before and hadn't seen for years. And and I remember saying to him, "But I did do this and I did this." He goes, "Oh, you've worked." Oh, no, you've definitely worked, you know, since you left school, you've worked and you kind of go, I really needed that reassurance that what I was working on right now wasn't undermined by the fact that I wasn't obviously in work in the way I expected. And he understood the industry. So therefore, it was really reassuring to hear that. But we should examine the metric we use for success. You know, what is your definition of success for you? Um, Everything I'm learning from all sorts of people at the moment, particularly working out business and all sorts of things, is if you don't define what your measure of success is, you'll neither be able to celebrate when you've actually hit that or hit milestones on the way to your version of success. But also you'll find yourself commiserating and feeling disappointed because it never quite feels like you're finished or like you've ever achieved anything. And actually, sometimes our rulers are the wrong tool for the job. You know, we should A, be clear on what we define as success, but not have some external idea. And B, we need to go, are my metrics are my distances, is my ruler actually the right tool for the job? Is it, am I trying to measure something at fine detail that I can't see the big picture or vice versa? You know, how are you measuring it? But when it comes to actually what are you working on right now, If you are alive, curious, hungry to grow, interested and empathetic in relation to other people and learning how to be that for yourself, you will find little moments to be creative and to make work all the time. Maybe it's as simple as jotting down a few lines of idea for a poem. Maybe it is as simple as In the hectic seasons, when you feel like you can barely catch your breath, let alone put something out, you understand the value of a fallow season. I'm not a hugely agricultural, knowledgeable person, but having fallow seasons where you let fields lie so that they can regroup, that is hugely important work. That doesn't mean that that field isn't doing anything. It means it's doing a lot. But what it's doing is resting and not in that really naff i'm a resting actor which always sounds so so rubbish because it makes you feel like you just can't get any work and that's not true but it's not helpful and yet there is also some truth in that too when you think about it because actually resting means you allow for recreation recreating regrowing redeepening what you're doing in order to go further And with the work in your parenthood, maybe there's a season where it feels like nothing much is happening or you're banging your head against a wall and and no one seems to be moving through something that you really wanted to see breakthrough in. Whether that's a health thing or a behavioural thing, that time is not wasted and it's not empty. And just because the project isn't obvious doesn't mean there isn't anything going on below the surface. Doesn't mean there isn't any fruit that's going to come out at the other end of it. Maybe this is a season that you're meant to be in right now. Maybe what you're working on right now is you. Maybe what you're working on right now is going, I need to stop charging about the place like a headless chicken taking little Jenny to violin and Swiss guards. I don't think anyone does that. But you know what I mean. And all the crazy things. And maybe actually what I need to do is be present with them in this season. Or maybe I need to make more of an effort right now because we haven't done anything for a while, like in my case and, and I need to take my eldest horse riding because that's really important. And now that the world is opening up more, there's more opportunity to start finding our feet again, you know, making opportunities for her to have more friendships and connections that way. And so you are the one in your work right now. You are the one in your season. And we don't always know what's best for ourselves, but we are the ones closest to figuring that out. And sometimes some outside input can be helpful, but are we using the right measure? And the final thought on this is maybe see this question when it's asked, rather than an opportunity to show off if you feel you need to, or to panic and fear and feel ashamed because you feel you need to because there's nothing obvious to answer with. Maybe just see it as an invitation to deeper connection that somebody wants to know you a bit better. And when you ask that question, you want to know someone a bit better rather than looking about where you are in relation to one another's success and work. That can be a really helpful way of approaching this. So I'm so glad that you showed up to listen today. Thank you so much for being here. I really mean it. It's so nice to know that there are people listening and hopefully this is helping you and giving you some ideas or some insight or just adding a little bit of value to your life and some reassurance. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you're not subscribed, then hit subscribe because it lets you know when there's a new episode up. But also it boosts kind of the findability of this pod. And in the same way, if you are an Apple user, please hop on over to iTunes podcast and leave a review because it helps other people find it too. Meanwhile, if you would like to connect with me, you are welcome to find me on social media. I hang out mostly on Instagram. And I also have a website, CassieHubert.com. And all the links are in the show notes down below, don't worry. And you can also join my monthly email newsletter, Connect, Create and Resonate, for some cool ideas and things that are feeding me and encouraging me at the moment that might also feed and bless you. Anyhow, I wish you a wonderful week filled with joy, connection and creativity. God bless.